Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. And here's someone who can make us smarter. Welcome back to Saturday Suckage. What Mark Heard could not exist if we didn't have Mark, and we now have Mark, and he's Mark Grody. Mark, how are you? I'm well, and I'm able to hear things, so that is a benefit to this particular segment. And <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When were you not able to hear things? Well, I'm just saying, I think that, that we should really go a little bit backstage here on this segment and let people know that, yes, I am of the hearing. So there are things that I hear that maybe other people don't hear with my good hearing and my good sources. <laughs> okay, take that, Trash Panda. Right, that goes trash. away for an Mark that Brody can hear. I got Facebook. it. I can't hear. Yeah, put that down. Put that on Twitter. and Put that on your resume. Can hear. Yeah, I'm one of those hearing broadcasters. So, yeah, that's me. You ready to get yeah. rocking here, Stevie Sunshine? I have, go for it. What, what have you brought to share with the class? Let's do it, because I feel like we never get to everything I want to get to. So let's get right. <laughs> it's true. Let's get dirty, We man. get hijacked. Like, now there was a, now there was a, a Han Solo um, <clears throat> bread carving. It's like a six-foot six foot rend- rendering of... Han Solo in bread. So we'll save that for later. Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> there you go. All right, moving right along to football, not fuzzball. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's start with Jalen Johnson, who was a guest on the Parkinson Spiegel show, as he is the day after every single Bears game. And so far, he has been excellent with uh, Danny and Matt. And I thought it was very interesting that, and I know that you've uh, played around with the Justin Fields audio or at least discussed it today, the fact that he's sort of at, at the end of his wits in terms of sick and tired of just being close. He told that to me right after the game, then he told the rest of the media. And then I heard Jalen Johnson on with the guys yesterday uttering something very similar but separate. There's just something that that needs to be done, something that needs to be changed, needs to be fixed. I don't, I, I mean, there's really no clear answer. I feel like, but it's just something that we all need to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out how what we can do to make this team better and ultimately win ball games. Because I mean, it's for me, it's one of those things where it's, I'm I'm tired of hearing, oh, we're getting better, we're going in the right direction, but we keep losing. Like that's not getting better in the sense that it's going to keep keep our jobs. Getting better isn't going to get anybody paid or anything like that. I feel like we got to win games. We got to be winners. So I feel like 
really for us, I feel like as players and as a team, we we want to win. We want to figure it out. Um, but I mean, like I said, you just got to really look look yourself in the mirror, watch the tape, and just find ways to win at the end of the day. So that that matches what your quarterback said last night when he was very frustrated at the podium and said, "Tired of hearing that we're close." So is that something that you guys feel collectively as a team? It's interesting to hear you know you as as one of the leaders on the defense and him talking about it from the offense perspective. Uh, did did the coach tell you guys you're close last night? Hard to hear. Yeah, that's definitely something that. Um, we hear and I mean just I mean as a coach too you want to stay positive but I feel like also it's one of those things where at some point we got to put our foot down and we got to be competitors um, and we got to win ultimately I feel like that, that's our job that's why they were brought in here they weren't brought in here just to make players better but of course to win games too at the end of the day um, and I mean we're all process driven and we want to get better but I feel like we need to we need to win some games so I feel like that that's what it's all about for us. I, I like this because, Steve, there's a – I don't know if conflicting is the right word, conflicting messages from the players and from the coaches, but the coaches aren't measured this year. The coaches know what's up. The GM knows what's up, that this is a rebuilding year. It's about development and getting better and getting close. And guess what? The players aren't having it. They don't want it. They're not trying to hear that. They don't want to hear – that they're are they they accepted that I think for a couple of games, but except for the San Francisco game and the in the opener, and then the the Sunday the, the September twenty fifth game against Houston where they just barely eked out a win on the Roquan pick, and then the subsequent Cairo Santos field goal, they they don't want to hear. There are veterans on this team that don't want to hear. Hey, you guys are okay. You're getting close. You guys are going to be just fine one of these days. They want to be fine now. So I like what's going. On. There's there's some there's some pissed off players and Jalen Johnson and and your your quarterback your leader Justin Fields those are two of the guys that are pissed off and they don't want to hear about close. Why are both sides of the ball with leaders Justin with with Johnson and Fields? Why are they so lame, ill-equipped to start a game? That's a great question. I do not know why the slow starts have occurred the only theory if you're so mad though i mean you see where this is like you're so mad we got to win games well you can't win them unless you start them right because obviously you can't come from behind but here's what's crazy the bears have had a lead in all six games they have led every game at some point in time and it's started well they've not finished well right but they've had a lead right yeah, it's completely uneven. I mean, there are times that they've, like, just – I think the greatest example is probably so far this year is the Minnesota game. They look like trash in the first half in every way, shape, and form. You know, defense looked embarrassing. Offense looked embarrassing. And then all of a sudden they come out in the second half and they looked really good. And while I like adjustments, adjustments are cool. They're fun to talk about. It's easy pickings for us. It's like, oh, yeah, we can see that. You know what I mean? We all like – we all love adjustments. Yeah, oh, we got to adjust. We're going – yeah, it's like apple but, picking season. Yeah, it's, adjustment it's fun. Picking. We love everybody loves a good <laughs> good adjustment because that's that's coaching, man. Can you adjust? Yeah. We, that is that is coaching right there. But you, you can't. That does not mean you dismiss the bad parts just because you made an adjustments and things got a whole hell of a lot better. Guess what? You lost the Minnesota game because of those two atrocious quarters. And then you know you, it got better, and it the, something about it I will I will admit in real time felt like a victory 
just because there you had a real chance to win the Minnesota game, but you didn't, and that's because there it was bad in the first half. Plain and simple. But they're not. You know, when we had much of the Negi regime was marked by the script. They their, their offense was marked by the script, and they were real interesting and creative, and and they looked really good compared to what they would look like later. This team doesn't look like it's like it. Sometimes it doesn't look like it practiced all week, or maybe it practiced basketball instead of football. I don't know how it can happen repeatedly. How are you not ready to start a game? I don't know when these questions start getting asked and answered. And when the coaching staff comes under some criticism for what are you doing to prepare these guys? One, one of the things they talked about, right, is putting guys in position to win a game, put your whole team in a position to win a game. When do you put a team in a position to start a game? I, I just, with, it makes, yeah. it makes me crazy. I hear you. Notwithstanding this week, because we understand that practices were compromised yeah. because of the, so it, it's interesting. Go, going back, I would say, like two weeks ago, I want to say now, Matt Eagles yeah. was one of the things that he has said when he has come in on Mondays and getting us ready and preparing the media for what with the rough outline of what the team is going to do. Two weeks in a row, he said that we're going to have lighter practices and let some guys heal a little bit and go a little bit easier considering the, the schedule that is coming up and that has already occurred. And then somebody asked him recently, do you want to ramp practices back up again because of what you're talking about, the slow starts? And he did not dismiss that question. He said, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll take that into account. Wow. Because remember, remember, what was the story in training camp? What were we reporters all breathless over? We were all breathless over the breathless practices. Oh, my God, look how fast they're going. <laughs> and the cardio. And that was real. That was absolutely real, and I think it carried over into the first part of the season. But then Matt Eberflus was transparent about it. He said, I got, I'm taking my foot off the gas a little bit in the practices and let these guys rest up and heal up a little bit because we've gone hard. Now it sounds like I think one of the potential fixes – I don't I know that you fix – you know, early game starts by having faster practices, but it certainly is something that Matt Nagy, excuse me, Matt Eberflus wants to look back into, or at least did not dismiss the thought as if he had thought about that. So it'll be interesting when they do return from their, their mini buy, as I said, and see how things change in terms of the practices and remedying those, those really bad starts. Like you said, got a texture. Eight one five says, I don't think they had a lead with the giants. Well, actually they did. They actually had a field goal from Michael Badgley. That one guy. Who is their yeah. sole offense. That one guy who is in for Santos, <laughs> and that one guy had all the points, and that was it. They led 3 nothing and never again. Next but year at about this time, there'll be that trivia question. Who is that one guy that came in <laughs> yeah. for, like, one game and hit, like, four really short field goals? I want to say he he's from New Jersey, and he kicked there in high school and won a state title. Oh, yeah, that guy. Scott, it was Scott Foster. You're going to confuse it with Scott Foster, the e-bug. So Michael Badgley was the e-bug of kickers. Emergency backup. E-buck. Emergency backup kicker. So put that in the back of your minds, Bears. But write it down right. If you're listening right now, jot it down in your phone and use that as a trivia question with your buds next year. Hey, next week, use that as a trivia question with your buds. Write that name down. Stat. <laughs> okay. What's Michael what's, Badgley? What's next? The Badgley bunch. The Badgley right. bunch. The Badgley bunch. 
It's the story of a crappy offense. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what is happening right now? Stop it, Trash Panda. That's a fair question, Trash Something Panda. Something is happening. Go away. What is happening yes. here? Uh, I just, I'm really trying to figure out what happened in the last, like, seven minutes. <laughs> remain calm. All, you be, you this be is Kevin still a sports Diller. station, be, right? That's, that's what's you, going on? You be Chip Diller from Animal House, right? Remain calm. More like Skip All Diller. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey, okay. studs, this is why I'm only allowed two segments it on Rosie's show. and it's free bases. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is gonna. This is a what Mark hurt. Okay, this is gonna go against everything I said at the very beginning of the show about hearing things and having the ability to hear. I am not gonna lie to you. This was a last-second edition. Michael Irvin talking about Justin Fields. I have not heard this. I have not heard this. I just saw it in an email from Mitch, and I'm like, I want to know, and I didn't have time to listen to it. I want to know what the playmaker, the former Dallas Cowboys great wide receiver, Michael Irvin, now broadcaster everywhere, what does he think about Justin Fields? Let's listen together. When, when you don't get this man any 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 big-time receivers, and you say I'm developing him as a passer, that's just hard. That, that doesn't correlate. It doesn't correlate. So now he has to drop back, and he's trying to learn how to read defenses, but he also has to figure out, which one of his guys can get open, you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And sometimes it seems like you, you, you're set up for failure instead of success with things like that. I, I think you need to find him a receiver. Listen, look over in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett and the guy on the football field. Look at the relationship him and George Pickens is picking up already. Yeah, they're losing games. They're losing games, but they're building something. Those two are building something. He's throwing the ball up. George Pickens going to get the ball. Matt Fisky wasn't doing that. They're losing games. They'll continue to lose games. But those two right there is building their relationship. And then when the rest come, they'll have something. And the Bears are continuing to just try receivers. They, this has essentially been a trial period for Amir Smith-Marset. Dante Pettis, who was good, who was good in the game the other day. You know, Darnell Mooney intermittently has had a nice connection with Justin Fields so far, but it's not full gas yet for those two. And I'm thinking that, you know, considering the earnestness between those two, that they will get there. Equinemius St. Brown, I saw him. He was near me more than he was on the field for that game, That as in he was barely playing. I kept on looking at Equinemius St. Brown. Like, what's going Dude. on? How come he's not out there? He might there, be the only but... guy that hasn't dropped a pass this season. Well, that's very true, and I thought he had played pretty well. but I did So not you can see, see why him. he'd be on the sidelines. Yeah. No, yeah. We don't want him but on the field. He was engaged, I'll tell you that, man. I was standing right behind him, and he was part of the conversations and in the other receivers' ears and all that kind of stuff. But that, in other words, you can say what you want about Justin Fields, but – the playmaker seems to be taking the side of give this man some weapons, and I guess that's the mentality Irvin would have since he was a big weapon for Troy Aikman. Well, would let's say he had weapons. Would he still know what a receiver looks like in, in, when he's open in the NFL? Well, I think those it's, receivers you're not, would be you're not, better at getting open, don't you? Don't you think they'd be like, yep, I'm good, so I'm wide open. But for him – they need to be wide, clear, open. There's no tight windows for this guy. 
there's there's just when there was a tight window, he hit the defensive lineman in the face. It it is, and when he tries to throw hard, he hit the defensive lineman in the face. There's I I would love the idea of having better receivers, having more notable receivers, guys who can post up, but on those drives inside the five, when he when he he decided he was going to throw one hard and drill it in, and it turned into a pick because it bounced off somebody's helmet. And then he showed no touch to Ryan Griffin. I know what else you got. Are you asking me what else I got? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I'm in 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 assessing Justin Fields based away on the way Michael Irvin said it. Oh, this no, no. this resounds. This resounds. Like the Jay Cutler stuff, but you know what? I have a, a question because yeah. there there is a theme with most of the cuts that I have played and will be playing. <laughs> what well, you heard? Because you're of the like, hearing. It seems like while while Justin Fields has taken criticism, it seems like after the last two weeks, everybody at this point is afraid to criticize Justin Fields. That except well, you obviously are an exception here. Yeah, listen to the Take the North podcast. Oh, is uh, is Haw and and Weeder on top of? Uh... They have been extremely critical all season okay. long. Okay, I mean, I I think it takes both sides, and I think part of Justin Fields too is that in again going back to college, he did have guys that were wide open. I think let's just face it. I think Justin Fields is he has not yet completely adjusted to the NFL game relative to playing at a big time college school. And he kind of admitted that last week when he said, you know, when we went through the breathing thing and talking about, you know, needing to be more calm and have better pocket presence and be able to be aware of all that and not speed up just because they're all speeding up. And he even admitted that he thought that he had to be like that. So I guess these are all things that he is slow to adjust to. And, yeah, I mean, he's got to find those little windows that look impossible to throw to guys. We talked about him taking the, as Getsy called it, the cheap, the cheap five, you know, the cheap, the cheap completion, make it second and six, throw it, just check down, get the, and he continues to hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball. And I'm, I maintain he, all this pressure he's facing, the hits he's taking a lot of it is because of what he's doing. He's bringing it on himself. You're down there watching it. Does he hold the ball too long? And does that cause, is that cause for defensive linemen to know, oh my God, we know we got a shot at him because he's, he's not going to release the ball. It's, he's going to be, he's going to hold it. He's not going to get rid of it in two seconds. We got a shot, shot at a sack and Justin Fields is bringing this on himself, whether it's, you want to call it pocket savvy or simply the NFL instinct, whatever the clock in your head, two seconds, it's got to go somewhere. And eventually you wear down the defensive line and they just throw their hands up. And when they throw their hands up, then you've got more time. Coming up, Steve, on what Mark heard, because I understand that we need to take a break, uh, we'll have Matt Eberflus on the offensive line. We will also hear from Trent Dilfer and – Specifically, Dilfer will talk about play calling. And then, if we have time, we'll get to Jim Miller, who was on the score yesterday. Let's hear what he has to say about Justin Fields. 
Wow, look at that. And Matt Abaticola checks in, one of our favorite people. Bears. So maybe, Mark, you can comment on this. Love the image of the Bears in full pads and helmets practicing basketball on a practice field at Hallis. Now, would you, if they were practicing basketball, would you be able to report that? Would that not violate <laughs> any of the Bears' PR rules? Because they're just worried about football. So if they were practicing basketball, would you, not only being the hearing Mark Grody, the seeing Mark Grody, would you be able to report on whether they could run a pick and roll better than they, than they can run a goal line offense? Now I'm trying to think of who would be the most talented basketball players. on the. I think Dominique Robinson might have played hoops. There's probably a lot of guys who got a little bit of hoops in them too. Yeah, how about, that's a great how question. About Thanks, Matty. How about Bayless Jones since he can't play football? Maybe Bayless Jones can play basketball. Oh, man, you still got to catch the basketball, though. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you do. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Forget it. Yeah, right, like multiple times. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back with football stuff. Saturday Suckage. Mark Grody is next again. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bears. <laughs> hey, Mark. Yeah? Mark. What? There's something Here. else what Mark heard. 
Yeah. Today's an anniversary. Today's a Cubs anniversary. We will get to it later. Oh. And it it has made various Twitter feeds, obvious shirts sent it out, and okay. and Cubs baseball today sent it out, and it's an anniversary. We'll play it later. <clears throat> Dave Miska retweeted ah. it saying, "Yeah, I'm always proud when they replace TV audio with a radio call mixed by me." Proud to have been there serving Chicago. Well, thanks to Trash Panda's effort, Dave Miska, we are going to replace TV audio with that which you mixed on this anniversary. And it's cool because it, what passes for play, baseball playoffs in Chicago <laughs> is this. So we'll do that. But now, are you going to play that during back- my segment or are you talking about later in the show? Because that would be later kind of trashy. After the, after the segment. After, after the segment, you, while I'm not after, on, so you're making me listen even after I get off the air to this segment. You want to do it now? Can we do it now? I I'm would sure. love to do it now. Well, yeah. Let's just do it now. Okay. I mean, he was there. All right. We'll do it now. Right. Okay, we'll do it now. Then you stick around for three segments. Get to the job with this. I got to get a haircut, <laughs> man. I got a 115 appointment for a haircut on Fullerton and Southport. How am I going to get make it? Come on. Let's you go. You know why? <laughs> just turn your head upside down in a Cuisinart, and then you're done. There you go. All right, so... <laughs> You're telling me I have hockey hair. That's all you got to do. My bedhead sucks. It doesn't work for me. Go ahead. This was in 2016 on this date, game one of the NLCS. Wind up and the pitch. Montero drives one in the air. Deep right field. It's got a chance. Grand slam. Grand slam. Miguel Montero. Cubs lead seven to three. Coom Dog's right about that. Yeah. That was amazing, yep. man. I was there. Listen, what here's some <laughs> speaking of speaking of trivia. You were there. Who yeah. was the next batter and what did the next batter do? Dexter Fowler homered. Yeah. While while yeah. Wrigley was still shaking from Miggy. Yeah. And Miggy popped and then Dexter got up and you go, we go, and we gone. And that's that was that. That was yeah. that was that's your great. eighth inning. In game one of the NLCS. That was really incredible. All right. Yeah, and today. It was on today. On to the, today's the anniversary. And so I wanted to play that. That Now we've covered the baseball playoffs for Chicago. We've gone back to yeah. 2016. Sorry, I'm sorry I burned a segment for you later on, but I, I really wanted no. to hear that. So, yeah. Can't, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Do you remember... Do you remember? Because this was like it was actually happening. Like it's, everything is everything at that moment. Do you remember? A, was there a, a thought, a moment, a a, a picture, a flash? Flash. Yeah, it in just your mind everything felt that? like everything felt like it got so loud that, and it did feel like everything was shaking. Like there was like this. It just felt like this blur of up and down movement it's sort of hard to describe the way it felt and just the the meaning of that and the moment of that i mean that was yeah it was incredible i loved it i'd love to hear what the coom dog has to say about that too like what when he reminisces one of these days one of these days they're gonna have to do like a oral history of all of that with coom and pat and and miska of course miska crushed it that, man do you hear that mix that, that was would sick. be great Yes, that would be great. You know what? I, that would be great. I would love to do. 
I talked to like Chuck. I had Chuck Swirsky on. He's got a book out and he said he wanted to do three hours. I said, Chuck, uh, you can have my entire show. We can do three hours. We'll talk about your book, your history Absolutely. as, as, as a, as a leader, a pioneer in Chicago sports talk radio, which some of today's generation might not know. They know him as just the voice of the bulls and he's terrific at that, but there's a lot more that I want to, I said, you can have three hours, three hours on it, you know, in any day in October of you and Miska and Pat Hughes <laughs> and Coom Dog, that yeah. would be terrific. That would oh, be yeah. a great show, especially because yeah. the Bears suck, and that would be such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, no, totally. And just all the experiences, the travel, the hotels, the you guys can the all wear your rings. Yeah, the ring. Yeah, we could wear our rings. I think it would be. I think it'd be incredible, man. Absolutely, yes. But anyway, bears. Okay, the bears still suck. Bears. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bears. Let's talk about. Let's talk about offensive line, and Matt Eberflus, and this is specifically the Flus on how he evaluates the offensive line through the six games. It's all encompassing, right? You know, so it's it's rhythm time of a passing game, right? It's it could be individuals, you know, with their technique. I think it's all encompassing. So we have to look at it, look at each individual guy, and then look at scheme during this week off and see how we can improve. Not very fulfilling, I, I would say, on that cut and just the all encompassingness of it. But here's what I think. Here's why I played the cut. I do think that after this mini-buy, which we keep calling it. Uh, I will. The Bears play October 24th, Monday Night Football, at New England. I th- could see a scenario where I don't think Cody Whitehair is going to be back. In fact, he won't be back. But I do see the potential of starting to tinker with Lucas Patrick playing the center position. Oh, and, oh. I mean, I, oh. Know that, I know that that's what they they want i mean i know that that's the the reason they haven't gone to it yet is because cody whitehair and it's possible too that maybe the hand is still not completely where it needs to be to actually be the person snapping the football like that and obviously you don't want any like your hand can't be 75 percent if you're the guy touching the football on every single play so i think by then i i'm comfortable in thinking that lucas patrick will be healthy by then and will they start to experiment do different things at the guard spots i think that is possible because lucas patrick has struggled at at guard you know throughout a lot of this so and he he was paid to brought in to be the center that's where he practiced all of training camp and the otas and that's where he was angling and then things started things happened so Oh, the coach, the, the coach's statement is benign, as you noted, how benign it was. It's simply a matter of he's not going <clears> to, <throat> he's not going to name names. He's not right. going to point fingers. Not your fault. Not your fault. Not your fault. But somebody has to do that in the locker room. I don't know. And Lucas Patrick was seemed to guy that seemed to guy seemed to be a guy with the most gravitas. I, I still believe somebody's got to turn around and tell Justin Fields throw the damn ball, get rid of the damn ball. We aren't helping you, and you're not helping yourself, and you're making us look bad. You're making the team look bad if you don't throw the ball. I don't know who does that. It's hard for a guy in his first year to be here. Maybe it's easier if he's playing center and he's calling out the, the offensive the schemes. He's calling out the signals. I just think I can't imagine the offensive line is thrilled with Justin Fields because he is – exacerbating a bad situation when he could have their back, when he could 
be making things a lot better if he can get rid of the ball. I don't know. Maybe you come across well, he, this. Maybe he, you don't. Here's no. That, that's true. There, there are definitely there have been times where Justin Fields getting sacked is on Justin Fields for sure, or a busted play is on Justin Fields. Here's the thing. They know that. The coaches know that. They'll be watching that. And even if the offensive line is taking a beating publicly, they backstage they'll go through every single play with Justin Fields, with the offensive line, and say, hey, okay, this one's your fault, this one's your fault, this one's not your fault, this one's your fault. And he knows that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that, makes it, if that makes it any better, but it's just know that I promise you the coaches are seeing the same things that you're seeing. I I don't know where the where the come to Jesus moment is for for Justin Fields to start giving back to his offensive line. Then his offensive line can do a better number to protect him. So let's get right. to Trent Dilfer. What? How about Trent Dilfer? Let's. Trent Trent Dilfer, who has been one of our all star guests for yes. the Bears season so far, and his job is to break down Justin Fields' performance each and every one of them on the Parkins and Spiegel show after you know every Bears game the day after, catch Trent Dilfer. But he he talked about play calling and specifically said that circumstances to play calling is impossible. The circumstances around this play caller are next to impossible. Uh, when you can't protect, when you know you can't protect – uh, you are you are really handcuffed in your ability to create. I do think he's very creative in the run game. He's very creative in the misdirection game. I like his movement game, his boot game, his play action game. But you only you can only do so much. I mean, I'm trying to think of an analogy. Right? He's like, go try to race a Ferrari in a Camry. I don't care how hard you're pressing the gas pedal, you ain't gonna beat it. And Luke Getz, he's a first time play caller too and well i don't think that there has been any serious indictment on his well the green bay game was something i'll say that the 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 green bay game where they essentially decided they they looked like they were that was the game where they looked like they were afraid to pass the ball it was run 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 and they ran successfully but they lost the game because they ultimately couldn't come up with a big play with the passing game but yeah, I mean, I think it's worth following and remembering and understanding that this is first-time stuff for Luke Getze, too, in terms of putting fields and the offensive line and the receivers and the personnel in in the right place. And wondering why, I, I don't know, at the goal line, weren't you expecting some, at some point, inside the five, Justin Fields is going to be given the opportunity to do whatever Justin Fields wanted. He's the best athlete. He's got four yards to go. Can you run to the pylon in four years? Can you get one block? Can you use somebody as a can, – can you look like you're running to the pylon and find somebody <laughs> open? And I, I just think that's I, – I don't, I don't like what they did out of the, the keeper out of the shotgun – I just thought it was it was and yeah. obviously it was badly executed. I don't know if that's affected their play calling inside the five since then, but I I want him to have a chance to to get into the end zone. That's the yeah, object how, how of the exercise. Not, how can you not look at it and say Luke Getzey needs to call better plays? I mean, of course, of course, you're inside the five 
three times, you know, get into the end zone. You got to look at everybody. Yeah? You can look at your offensive line, look at your quarterback, but look at the play caller too. I mean, that has to yeah. be, that has to come into evaluation. That does not look good on a resume. <laughs> it does not look good on your permanent record. No, no, that is, <laughs> it's not good. All right. All right. Is there any more of what Mark heard? I don't know how much Mark heard. I, I do have one more cut. We did not do Good. the Jim Miller yet. And let's okay. hear what Jim Miller had to say about Justin Fields. He has all the talent in the world. He has the makings to be a great one. And Star. like you said, he needs some help around him, the offensive line. And it's not, you know, he knows he's got to play better. Everybody's got to play better. I think everybody understands that. It's not there yet. Go look at what Buffalo did with Josh Allen. They signed a veteran offensive line. They signed Mitch Morse to a big contract. All right, they're drafting Spencer, big offensive tackle. Deion Dawkins is nice on the left side. Go look at their backups in Buffalo. Those guys could be starters on any team in the National football league and that's across the board with that football team it's a new regime all right matt eberflus ryan poles they're not responsible for the sins of the past they're not so everybody just needs to quit pointing the finger let these guys build it how they want to build it all the pieces aren't in place and they want to do it with a young talented quarterback because that's where it starts and the bears have one in justin fields i i I like that the that they're rebuilding it and you know all of that but i think that we're it's still fair to say what's around this guy. What do you think about what Jim Miller had to say, Stevie Sunshine? I understand his I understand his passion for for the for the quarterback, protecting the quarterback, but he's quarterback is not protecting himself. And I, I keep coming back to that. He has <clears throat> Justin Fields has the greatest influence on how he's going to play and how he's going to be protected. You get if you're Justin Fields and you get rid of the ball. You are going to be protected. You're going to save your body the abuse. Look at the – I don't know what it sounded like. You were on the sideline. It looked awful. It looked it looked terrible. I mean, it looked like he was – that that you wonder how he got up after some of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, and I, I'm up close and personal and hearing the sounds too and the cracks of the helmet and the body parts and all that. The fact that he was did not make a visit to the, to the blue injury tent on the sideline where I'm hanging out was amazing. It's not, I never questioned his toughness, never questioned his passion. I've questioned his ability to adjust to the NFL and what he's seeing and, and what the key is. Get rid of the ball. Take, take the, uh, get rid of the ball and throw it away. Get rid of the ball and take the five yards or four yards you're going to give you on a check down. Live to play another day without feeling like there's a rib cracked or your shoulder is injured again. It's that kind of stuff. So when you want to talk about all the problems around Justin Fields, start with Justin Fields, and then I'll be happy to listen to your argument. Can I go get my haircut now? No. First, you have to tell me, you and Gabe Ramirez, I was given this massive major score broadcast announcement. Oh, yeah. You and you and Gabe Ramirez, Tuesday night oh, yeah, at where? Broken Barrel. Yes. We're at Broken Barrel, located at 2485 Southport Avenue, from 7 to 10, it's the Miller Lite top draft on Tuesday. And remember, while you're enjoying the broadcast, and who wouldn't with two former suckageers, Saturday suckageers, yeah. enter for your chance to win future Bears tickets and other great prizes. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Mark has it, the Mark Grody, Gabe Ramirez, Petting Zoo will be open on Tuesday. 
I can't wait, man. I love like Southport used to be my old playground. That's where. Yeah. yeah, I love I love that corridor. I've never been to that place. I don't remember that place being around when I used to to stroll the the streets of Southport and all its little streets and have having a having a ball on Southport. But I can't wait, man. That's that's there's a lot. I, I and hey, I love getting out to the suburbs for a lot of these shows and these appearances, but. Man, I do love me some Southport, and Gabe Ramirez is awesome. We got a great little yep. chemistry going, so yep. I'm looking forward to that, man. That's great. Have a good time. I've worked with both men, and, and they're they're blessed to not work with me on either of these broadcasts. So come on by. Come on by to Southport. Hey, come on by. Gabe will buy you a, a whiskey or whatever you drink. Yeah, and me and Dark Liquors are not friends. But thank what you. you thank you for beer. Thank you wine. for regularly spending wine, red wine. wine. Thank yep. you for regularly and margaritas. Thank you yep. for regularly spending Gabe Ramirez's money. I know he appreciates <laughs> that. All right. Oh, I, Go get uh, your or, or the company or, or the company credit card. Maybe I'll put the haircut Go. on the card. No, I'm Go just kidding. Go get your haircut before Trash Panda cuts your head off, okay? Bye. Bye. Thanks. That's Mark Crody. Top of the hour, Cam Ellis covers the Bears for Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score, that's us. We will talk to him about Bears, and we have a cultural zeitgeist moment we need to go back to. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thank you for listening, fellow suckageers. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely the buzzword, and you know, I think it was the buzzword last, last offseason as well. I mean, I think you could juxtapose that to non-intelligent spending, right? And then it's like, okay, well, we certainly always want to want to do smart spending and and make sure that they were making decisions that, that don't hurt the Cubs, you know, either now or in the future. And, and that's just the, making sure that we're looking at the whole picture as we make our decisions and using that lens. And our hope is that when we do that, we're able to build the, the special product that uh, that our fans deserve. And, um, you know, that's the lens we'll use this offseason. But my guess is we'll use it every offseason uh, after this as well. Intelligence spending. That was Carter Hawkins on Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw earlier this morning. And David on Haw. that David Haw, yeah, you, Haw. <clears throat> on that show, Bruce Levine broke the story that the Cubs have an interest in Jose Abreu. And the I guess the parameters Bruce outlined were this is not a any kind of seven year deal. This would be one, two, three year and big money pop and Abreu would what Abreu could add to the Cubs. Although he is a bit of a speed bump for Mash Mervis, but that's what, that's what Bruce reported today. Would that be intelligent spending? If you're going to sign that guy, you're going to sign Jose Abreu, then you're not rebuilding anymore. None of this lame stuff about biblical losses and biblical losses of money and biblical losses of credibility. You go out and you you start acting like a major league team from a big city. And that would be a step forward. Jose Abreu can still a consistent hitter. Uh, well, consistent the way Jose Abreu is. The power was, that's troubling. But playing in Wrigley, maybe that helps. The rest of the National League, whoo boy. Remember when the Braves and Dodgers were all set to go to the NLCS and why do we have them do anything else? Why are we waiting on this? Well, the Padres and and Phillies have had something to say. Uh, This is a retweet 
by Josh Nelson of Sox Machine, a, a regular on the score. It was from Mark Bussey. He tweeted, we are now one win away each from the Rick Hahn seat at the table bowl, formerly known as the National League Championship Series, between Manny Machado's Padres and Bryce Harper's Phillies. <clears throat> there you go, White Sox fans. But I do not want to diss the other side of town because that series would do service. It would service both sides of town, and it would pit you, Darvish, against Kyle Schwarber. San Diego, Philadelphia, in the NLCS, one's going to the World Series, Darvish, Schwarber. That's the same Darvish. Imagine that, getting to the NLCS, getting to the World Series, and Darvish is pitching like crazy, and that's the Darvish that the Cubs seem to indicate. They did not, on which they did not want to be the <clears throat> bad side of a contract when the guy was supposed to be really bad and you were paying a lot of money. And so he was traded in December of 2020, and that's when the Cubs decided they weren't going to be competitive for a couple of years. They were just going to go under the witness protection program. And now they look like they're in a position to start playing big league free agency and spend like a major league team. Well, you're a big market team. It is time to make good on that. That's what you said. Your owner said it. Your GM said it. Your team president said it. People will be out there. No more, no more losing free agents. No more having you tell having guys like Korea and, and, and Trey Turner say, well, I don't want to sign there until they show they're serious. Can you imagine that? Someone saying that about the Cubs, and here's two players saying it. All right, now's your chance. Further embarrassed by a, a Darvish-Schwarber potential NLCS. Go Cubs. All right, we will talk to Bears next. We will talk with Cam Ellis, who covers the Bears for Chicago Sports Radio. That's us, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.